The time is 106. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dePietro.com. It is right now, Thursday at 106 on this June 2nd. And this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Bricknick Hill Road in Lincoln. Let me tell you, they're going to be jamming tonight. Game one, Celtics NBA Finals. Why not watch the game with a nice cheering crowd? Think how exciting that would be. The Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln, right off of Route 146. Stop in and see them. Delicious food, whether it's in the lounge or out on the deck. And tonight, they're going to be slammed. That's going to be an explosive, fun place to watch the Celtics. The Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Well, folks, again, good afternoon on this um, Thursday June 2nd, I want to bring you up to speed on some of the news of the day. If you have any information, I am getting some information regarding the uh, Charlotte Lester missing persons case. Anyone that's listening, it's pretty simple. Um, Folks, everyone's got a phone. You see something that looks interesting? uh, Film it. Take a picture. Pretend. If you hold your phone up and you pretend like you're looking at your um, phone then you pretend you're looking at it. That's a quick way to take a photo. So you can, in fact, uh, do that. But I want to play, um, again, some of the the sound of um, the, this uh, student protest in, in Pawtucket. I, I don't think it was fully reflective of a lot that was said and, and done. Um, Let me just also see. I know some. Well, actually, let me go to this. Parents were rallying outside of school that they want um, they want the principal fired in Providence. A handful of them. I want to just. I'd like to hear this type of stuff. This is a Channel 12 story. Principal at Nathaniel Green Middle School to be fired for the way the school responded to an incident there last week. This comes after a separate case of vandalism was found in the school yesterday. Kate Walsh is with us now. She's got an update on what administrators are saying and what parents have planned today. Yeah, well, behind us here at Nathaniel Green Middle School outside, uh, we're seeing about half a dozen parents standing with signs at the corner as cars drive by, some cars honking their horns. We spoke with one of the parents over there a little bit earlier. They're holding signs asking that the principal resign, saying that these people here running the school need to be held accountable, as do the uh, school officials running the Department of Education after an incident last Thursday which was the topic of discussion at a Zoom last night. I'm sorry, please, please don't, please don't mute me. This is, no, this is no. the purpose of this meeting. So that was Mayor Jorge Alorza calling for the principal here, Dr. Dimitri Sermons, to resign after he says the school leaders never called Providence police directly when an administrator suspected seeing a gun passed between students as they were leaving the cafeteria last Thursday. Officials were reviewing the surveillance video to see if a fight had occurred, and that's when the object was reportedly spotted. 12 News obtained a Providence police memo from the day after the incident that says the only reason police finally arrived at the school over an hour later was because the principal called the school district administrator who happened to be with officers at another school at the time. Now, no gun was found, but a gun was found at the school back in April. It was unloaded. 12 News asked Superintendent Dr. Javier Montañez if he thought anything went wrong. I want to say uh, there's always room for improvement, but I want to make sure that, you know, we understand that we're always thinking about safety first. An hour and 15 minutes went from the time they determined that there might be a gun in the school to when anything was done about it. We've seen several police cruisers. I want to hear that again. I want to hear that again. Let me just hear that again. Here we go. So that was 
Mayor Jorge Alorza calling for the principal here, Dr. Dimitri Sermons, to resign after he says the school leaders never called Providence police directly when an administrator suspected seeing a gun passed between students as they were leaving the cafeteria last Thursday. Officials were reviewing the surveillance video to see if a fight had occurred, and that's when the object was reportedly spotted. 12 News obtained a Providence police memo from the day after the incident that says the only reason police finally arrived at the school over an hour later was because the principal called the school district administrator who happened to be with officers at another school at the time. Now, no gun was found, but a gun was found at the school back in April. It was unloaded. 12 News asked Superintendent Dr. Javier Montañez if he thought anything went wrong. I want to say uh, there's always room for improvement, but I want to make sure that, you know, we understand that we're always thinking about safety first. An hour and 15 minutes went from the time they determined that there might be a gun in the school to when anything was done about it. We've seen several police cruisers parked outside the school this morning, officers out walking around, and other cruisers circling the school as these parents are standing on the corner, other parents dropping off students, and school buses lining the street out front here as teachers arrive as well. And in the next half hour, you'll hear from one of the moms who's standing at the corner and what she had to say today. Live in Providence, I'm Kate Walsh, 12 News. You know, uh, so Mayor Providence, Rory Alorza calling for the print. Couple, couple things about that. And again, folks, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, dePietro.com. This portion of the program, folks, at 112 on this Thursday. And it's brought to you by It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Now, what are you doing right now? Well, I'm willing to bet that there's someone listening right now to the John DePietro Show, and you're on Menden Road. Well, you're in for a treat, because you could pop in and see my friend Marie, where they offer vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies who understand quality and integrity, local products like acai, honey, maple syrup, bee fresh gum, over 250 bulk herbs, teas and spices that can be purchased by the ounce plus box herbs and teas, hemp and CBD products for oral and topical use, natural skin care, hair care products. It's my health. Now, right now at 113 on this Thursday, when we're talking about the different herbs, teas and spices, many of them, okay, it's possible that you order some of them online. Why not support a local business? Marie is so dedicated and she works so hard. I just think the world of her, and you will as well, when you pop in and see Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, diagonally across from Davidport Restaurant. And on top of that, it's not only all quality, but at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Not only that, but you also have, she has a great selection on hemp and CBD products for oral and topical use. So pop in. Now again, right now, what time is it? 1.14. Pop in, introduce yourself to Marie. The service is excellent. And what I like about this and what I think you're going to like is not only is she a local business. She carries local products. You know, it kind of reminds me of when Kramer on Seinfeld was going to do his coffee table book, and he said not only is it a book about coffee tables, but it turns into a coffee table. It's my health. Oh, wow. Oh, we have some breaking news here. Oh, boy. This is big. Wow. Huh, so I'm going to guess he got passed over. Oh, wow. Whoa, passed over. Uh, interim health director, Dr. James McDonald, is stepping down and leaving Rhode Island. Wow. Whew. He's the one. I don't. Boy, that is not good for Governor McKee. 
But that that tells me that that he's getting passed over. So Michael Avenatti was sentenced to four years in prison. Four years in prison. Good. He was the one. CNN had that guy on nonstop with Stormy Daniels. And he actually went on The View and said he was going to run for president. But let me just finish up. Folks, it's my health. 1099 Bender Road, Cumberland. What I was saying was Kramer, not only did he have a book for your coffee table, but it could turn into a coffee table. Marie, not only is she a local business, but she carries local products. So, and then, so you're supporting that because local products like Isai, the wonderful, incredible drink, honey, local maple syrup, beef fresh gum. It's my health. Pop it and see the Queen Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Wow. So that's big news. Channel 12, Eli, uh, Eli Sherman, right? Yeah. Eli Sherman is, um, is reporting Dr. James McDonald is stepping down and leaving Rhode Island. Wow. Huh. Well, that leads me to believe he's been interim. He, they tapped after Dr. Scott um, left, Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott. He's going to move closer. They're saying he's moving closer to family in upstate New York. This leads me to believe that he's not going to get the permanent gig. So, um, I want to... um, you know, he's a very nice, uh, very thoughtful man, but there's something going on here that Dr. Scott exited, followed by Tom McCarthy. Now he's leaving. I think a fair question is why don't these individuals at the Rhode Island Department of Health, why don't they want to, why don't they want to work under Governor McKee, Governor McGreed? Did Governor McKee offer him a bonus? uh, McDonald said he plans to help Mickey with the transition, then takes some vacation after June June for starting his next job, which means he must have. um, He must have. He must have had a window of opportunity. Must have. I'm going to tweet that must have had a window of opportunity. Um, in order to take that, hmm. you know, I, I thought he's, um, he's a brilliant man. So, but for some reason he does not want to work under Governor McKee. So the exodus continues at the Rhode Island Department of Health. I want it. Will he be getting 46,000 a month? Hmm. Um, Let me just put that out. <laughs> uh, I don't know is the answer. Boy, Governor McKee, one thing else. He is not afraid to throw around the money. That's for sure. So Alorza has COVID. Not that anyone would notice. Mayor Jorge Elodia. And, um, and now we have some turnover. So another blow to... The campaign of Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee. He just can't hold on to people. You know what? I want to hear also the latest now. Folks, good afternoon. It's Juan. It's the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I do want to find um, find out the latest, though, bring you in, in the situation in, in Texas where, I mean, it's, it's really gone. It, it's ridiculous at this point. And you also see, I think... One of the, oh, this just in. Uh, yeah, that's tonight. Okay. President Biden's going to address the nation tonight. President Biden will deliver remarks at 730 on the recent mass shootings and the need for Congress to pass common sense laws. Epidemic of gun violence. There was another shooting overnight. Um, a black gunman in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I believe he was also the suspected gunman. Oh, okay. I want to hear this. This is the suspect, uh, the gunman in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Let's hear this. 
Michael Lewis went into the hospital for a back surgery. The performing phys physician was Dr. Preston Phillips. Mr. Lewis was released on 5-24, May the 24th. After release, Lewis called several times over uh, several days complaining of pain and wanted additional treatment. On May 31st, Dr. Phillips saw Mr. Lewis again for additional treatment. Yesterday, June the 1st, Lewis called Dr. Phillips' office again complaining of back pain and wanting additional assistance. Now we know through the help of our ATF and their gun tracing that at 2 p.m., on June the 1st, Mr. Lewis purchased a semi-automatic rifle from a local gun store. That semi-automatic rifle was an AR-15 oh, style God. rifle. Here we go again. We know that Mr. Lewis purchased a semi-automatic handgun, oh. a 40 caliber Smith & Wesson pistol, on May the 29th. From a local pawn shop. All right. Now, um, I'm not sure how to react to this. Let me let me hear more of this. These are the uh, victims in uh, Oklahoma. Preston Phillips. Dr. Stephanie Houston. Amanda Green. William Love. And... Suspect. Well, here's the thing. The um, I, I I understand the AR-15, and I understand a lot of people use it responsibly. Um, but accused by here's an accused Buffalo shooter to be arraigned on domestic terrorism, 24 other counts. All right, so that's that's big. But folks, he, here's here's the problem that gun advocates need to understand is that 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 weapon. The, the AR-15 is too popular. I, I completely understand that our people are saying that a lot of this damage could be done with other types of weapons. But, but they're not. But they're not. So to, to keep saying that, I think, is a lose. Something needs to be done. To prevent certain individuals from obtaining that type of weapon. And I also think at 124 that responsible gun owners need to protect other responsible gun owners. The problem is Everybody can't be lumped in because responsible gun owners are being lumped in with these types of deranged killers. Now, this was, we'll find out the age in Oklahoma, but he, um, I mean, he wasn't, it's not a school shooting, but now look, somebody can just go to a doctor's office. Um, this this is at a breaking point, whether people like it or not. So something's got to give. And again, someone could, he someone could say he could have gone in there with a knife, but he didn't go in with a knife. The the yeah, but the yeah, buts are not. I don't think that's working. I don't think the yeah, buts are working. Boy, there's a lot of stuff on the Queen. I want to find the latest. Now, here's the other thing: is um. Is Oklahoma now, it's it, now that knocks Texas off, right? Do you see how uh, pe people will be, oh, here's the story on uh, Tulsa. 
Okay, let me hear this. Reeling from the tragedy in Texas and now rocked by yet another mass shooting. This time it happened at a hospital building in Tulsa, Oklahoma. A gunman storming in, taking four lives before his own. NBC's Blaine Alexander joins us from the scene with the very latest. Blaine, good morning. Well, Savannah, good morning to you. It all happened on the second floor here of this medical building here behind me. Now, police are still investigating this morning, but they say that this was not a random shooting. They say that the gunman went to this building and to that floor with a specific target in mind. This morning, a place of healing is now the latest scene of yet another mass shooting. There is an active shooter inside of the Natalie building. Police say a gunman walked into this medical facility on the campus of St. Francis Hospital in Tulsa, Oklahoma, armed with a rifle and a handgun, killing four people before officials say he turned the gun on himself as officers closed in. We had shot fire. Inside the building, it happened late Wednesday. Officials have not publicly identified the shooter, but say he is between 35 and 40 years old. The first call came in at 4.52 p.m. They're running in. Officers arrived on the scene within minutes. It appears as though uh, the whole thing was a four-minute four or so uh, time span from the time. It came in to the time officers make contact. Now, police are working to determine a motive. He went to this particular location with purpose. Nearly 50 miles away in Muskogee, Oklahoma, a bomb squad searches the home they say belonged to the shooter. Officers there ordering neighbors to shelter in place. Meanwhile, outside the hospital, for family and friends, an agonizing wait to learn any news about their loved ones. I was at work, and then he messaged me saying, there's an active shooter, uh, shots have been fired, and that was all. This marks the third major mass shooting in less than three weeks, coming on the heels of deadly attacks in Buffalo, New York, and Uvalde, Texas. And now the second floor of this building where the shooting unfolded, we understand houses and orthopedic office. Officials say that that was at least part of the crime scene here. Now, as we continue to learn more about the four victims who were targeted, who were killed by this gunman, we understand from officials that it could include both employees and patients. You know, this is, um, so this is rough. And I, and I, I fully get it, folks. I talk with many of you. I get the whole argument. He could have done it with a knife. He didn't do it with a knife. Yeah, but he could have done it with a car. But he didn't use a car. He could, it's not the gun. Well, that's what he used. I, so you want to be... No, I don't want to ban guns. Something's got to be done so he can't get a gun. I, I don't think it's that difficult. Spected gunman. Dr. Preston Phillips, one of the four people killed, was the suspect's doctor in that surgery. The gunman underwent back surgery. He was still in pain. I want to hear this again. I mean, this now one thing. This sounds targeted. I'm not. I'm not justifying, but it sounds targeted. It wasn't random. On May 19th, Michael Lewis went into the hospital for a back surgery. The performing physician was Dr. Preston Phillips. Mr. Lewis was released on 5-24, May the 24th. After release, Lewis called several times over uh, several days complaining of pain and wanted additional treatment. On May 31st, Dr. Phillips saw Mr. Lewis again for additional treatment. Yesterday, June the 1st, Lewis called Dr. Phillips' office again complaining of back pain and wanting additional assistance. Now we know through the help of our ATF and their gun tracing that at 2 p.m. on June the 1st, Mr. Lewis purchased a semi-automatic rifle from a local gun store. That semi-automatic rifle was an AR-15 style rifle. We know that Mr. Lewis purchased...
purchased a semi-automatic handgun, a 40 caliber Smith & Wesson pistol, on May the 29th from a local pawn shop. All right, so we'll learn more about this particular suspect. We're going to learn more about this particular suspect. My takeaway from this is that this was targeted. He's obviously, uh, and by no means justified, he was obviously unhappy. Sounds like whatever went down in the surgery. Um, I've had, I had a very good friend of mine, uh, was suffering back pain, went for back surgery, and unfortunately it, um, it did the opposite. It, it caused him more back pain. Um, back pain is tough. Back surgery is really difficult. Very, very difficult. So I, we don't know. We, we're going to learn more, hopefully, about what was involved in the interim with this individual. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. This portion of the program brought to my lawn doctor. And I mean it. Your best lawn ever guaranteed how about prevention of ticks and mosquitoes? Sign up for the lawn doctor. There's still plenty of time here. It's June 2nd. Early spring, spring line, late spring, summer, grub prevention, early fall, fall, late fall. Time release fertilizer, lawn doctor. Call them 401-392-1025. Get a quick, easy quote. Or online, as I tell many people, the easiest thing to do is go to their website. It's lawn doctor.com lawn doctor.com so this um now this latest shooting they they cannot get away from the fact of the type of weapon it's obviously a very popular weapon um opec bows to pressure hikes output 50 percent. okay eight dollar gas in la there's nothing good about $8 gas in L.A. Tulsa shooter targeted doctor he blamed for, for back pain, four dead, botched surgery. But that's the weapon he used. That's the weapon he used. You know, I also think it's interesting that Cheryl Sandberg is leaving Facebook. That name's not going to mean a lot to everybody, but it means a lot. She is, she, I believe, held a big fundraiser for uh, then-Governor Gina Raimondo. I think they're friendly. Um, I think it's interesting that she's leaving. It says possibly pursuing a political career. Hmm. Very, very interesting. Poll. More than half Republicans say USA is headed for a civil war. I think we're already in one. I think we're already in one. It's, it's not like the Civil War of the North versus the South, but it's starting to feel that way. It is certainly starting to feel that way. Uh, but it's not, you know, guns and Biden approval is at 42%. <laughs> and it's not going to get any better. Um, hmm. Oh, let me just see this. Aspen market, so crazy. Buyers shop for homes that aren't even for sale. For some reason, Aspen is a, is a huge housing market. Uh, just bonanza right now, how much that is going off. Now, the big news of the day, I want to repeat. These kids that I'm, I want to play again the, the story about these Pawtucket kids that went and did the protest. Dr. James McDonald is stepping down for the Rhode Island Department of Health. Last fall, with Governor McKee, there were three people that he would have at these COVID briefings. They would be Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott, Tarm McCarthy, and Dr. McDonald. All three are now gone. All three gone. So I don't know if... That was, if Governor McKee, he planned to flush out the Rhode Island Department of Health. But he, if he was, he's succeeding. But these Pawtucket students, I, I, you know, someone had asked me yesterday if I was going to cover them. And 
it's 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 just too challenging for me because then, you know, if you question them, then you're like seen as unfair because you're questioning minors. So it's a no win. But I find a lot of their comments just they're just so uninformed. So here's the, let's listen though. This is the Channel 12 piece on this. Baldy, Texas shooting students from three Pawtucket schools marched out of class today at two city hall. School administrators telling 12 News today students did not have permission and the way they demonstrated is not condoned. The superintendent says one of the concerns about that is their safety, which is exactly what the group is advocating for. 12 News reporter Sheena Loshudo was there and explains why organizers say they have no regrets. Well, students from Bax, Tolman, and Shea High School make up this crowd you see right here. Their main goal today, to be heard. And according to Pawtucket's mayor, they were loud and clear. We're here in response to the failures of our government. How they failed those babies in Texas. Shea High School babies student Zachary Texas. Pinto says after the Uvalde, Texas shooting, he knew the students in Pawtucket were hurting too. And we're all tired and we needed we needed a vent. We needed somewhere to place all of our energy and all and all of our anger and on all of our pain. That's why he says about three days ago he organized this walkout. First it was word of mouth, and by Wednesday people were eager to join. You're here because you believe in something. The three area high school students walked to City Hall calling on state leaders to do more, from gun control bills to abortion rights. Many saying they don't feel safe in school. So I'd have to understand better about what the unsafeness is but hear them loud and clear we're putting that together we got notified late last night you know on social media that was happening um, we're excited about it being peaceful and them being heard initially the students we spoke to told us they felt supported by administrators during the walkout however Pawtucket superintendent tells us while safety is a top priority those who participated in this walkout didn't have permission to do so so parents will be notified sending us a statement reading in part we want our students to have a voice but we don't condone school walkouts as that creates safety concerns and loss of instruction we want to encourage our students to work with their teachers principals and their community to express their concerns in a forum that is safe and doesn't disrupt their education and in response to that statement from the superintendent pinto told me what really disrupts education is the fear of being killed while in school. I'm Sheena Lushudo, 12 News. You know, but again, here's my problem with that report. And I know it's going to seem um, critical, but there's never any pushback on what they say, meaning the student. It's fear of being killed in school. That, that is, any of those students, you if anything, you're you're safer in school than you could be in in most of their neighborhoods. That's number one. Number two, folks, you see a pattern. There's no Sandy Hook was one thing because it's it's New England, it's the Northeast, but a, a lot of Texas. You know, the gun laws in Texas are different. The gun laws in Florida are different. The gun laws in the South are different. Notice there's no mass shooting in a New York City school. They don't have access to those types of weapons. So the fact that these kids from Pawtucket, I want to just come back to what I said, that it's the gun laws in Rhode Island are very, very different than other parts of the country. And therefore, but no one points that out. It seems to be they're in such a hurry to tell these students that they're doing such a fantastic, you know, job. How great it is that they're walking out. This this protest, what would have been the turnout if they had had that after school? What would have been the turnout if they had had it after school? What would have been the turnout if they had it on a Saturday? Not pointed out in the media. How come that Channel 12 report, why don't they mention, gee, if you guys feel this strongly about it, how come no one... Why didn't you wait till after? And I know they'll come up with different excuses. Kids have jobs. These have other things. The reason why so many went was because it was a chance to walk out of the school. To really, let's face it, it's to get out of class. And there were some adults pointing out just how poor the reading and math scores are in a place like Pawtucket. And they were immediately attacked. As if, like, you know, that shouldn't be brought up. Right now, it's 140.
on this Thursday afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. 75% of high school students cannot come within... Wait a minute. I think it's actually high school seniors. Strike that. 75% of high school seniors cannot come within 100 years of the Civil War. What does that mean? All right, so Civil War, 1861. If you were to guess 1960, you'd actually be right because you'd be within 100 years. There are high school seniors that think President Kennedy was the president during the Civil War. Now, 75% of high school seniors could not come within 100 years of the Civil War. If you said, I think it was in 1940, let's just say you confused World War One, World War II, excuse me, with the Civil War. You'd be right because it'd be within 100 years. So 75% couldn't come within 100 years. Um, in a place like Pawtucket, it could be even higher. It could be higher. It could be 80%. It could be 85%. Don't, can't come, forget about saying Abraham Lincoln, 1860, zero. Can't even tell you when it was. So, but there's, there's never a problem I have with this is the lack of pushback. It's, it's a free, free shot. No one says, but don't you think, you know, blah, blah, blah. Now, someone sent me an email. Do I think Dr. McDonald leaving could be connected to the FBI probe of Governor McKee? That's interesting. I, I, I don't know is the answer. I don't think so. I think he's not getting the top job. And it's like, well, then forget it then. And I, I'm not even here. We are into June. Is, is Governor McKee even appointing someone? I think he's going to appoint someone. Um, I'd be anxious to see who he appoints. It would be hard to ignore that it's not going to be very political and identity politics. Why do I say that? Look who he chose for his lieutenant governor candidate, and then look who he chose to be the head of the Rhode Island State Police. Do we have any reason to believe it would be anything different for the Rhode Island Department of Health? Folks, what the Democrat Party does, it's, it's all identity politics. As I've said in the past at 143, Gina Raimondo loved that during the COVID briefings, she's a female, she's the governor. Next to her, Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott, woman of color, female. Sometimes they have on the education commissioner, Latina. Uh, They didn't mind. There was a man on stage, Brett Smiley, but he was openly gay. So that was okay. They loved having Janet Coyne up. Former female head of the Rhode Island DEM, who, by the way, I I, I actually saw her uh, at the airport in Washington last year. And and Governor Rundo, they obviously really connected because I think she's now working with Governor Rundo in Washington. And then they really loved in the beginning of the pandemic, March and April, when Margie O'Brien of Capital TV used to field the questions for Governor Rundo. So, and, and, and on top of that, the female reporters local loved it. General public, not a fan of Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott. Local females, reporters, loved her. Loved her. Never forget, a tweet from a local female reporter. Young female reporter, I should say. Oh, my God. Just saw a celebrity at the grocery store behind me in line, wherever it was. Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott, celebrity behind me in line. Um, and then there was that famous tweet of a young female reporter. Amongst a sea of men at this briefing, Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott and myself hold down the fort. How dreadful it was for her to be at a COVID briefing amongst all these ignoramus, dreadful male reporters. And all those on stage. 
it was up to her and Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott to hold down the female fort amongst the sea of men, as it was described. Who even thinks that way? I got to, you know, got to be honest, folks. Never occurred to me. Brian Crandall of Channel 10 was there because Channel 10 told Brian Crandall, you're covering the briefing. There was a male reporter from Channel 6 there. You know why he was there? Because Channel 6 said, you're covering the briefing. She was a female reporter because her station told her to go. Never, I, I, gotta, I didn't realize people look around disgust. Can't believe gritting the teeth, all these men. Thank God there's some women up on this. I mean, you're talking about everybody in the same room for 45 minutes, supposed to be a briefing. What's what's the point of this? It's not a vacation. We're not all going away together. We're not all living in a house together. What are you talking about? Then then call out the other. But but anyway, folks, I want to call out Brother's Disposal. Come on, brother. It's Brother Roland at Brother's Disposal. Now offering trash collection services. It's Brother's Disposal. Call today for a free estimate, 401-688-0517. Now, while you're doing spring cleaning, while you're saying, you know what, maybe we don't need all of the things we have in our garage or basement or attic. You know, I'm just trying to explain the convenience I have a, a neighbor that told me there's nothing more beautiful than a dumpster in a driveway. <laughs> As he was able to get rid of old, rusted bikes and tricycles and sleds and old toys and like, furniture they don't use and just stuff that you accumulate. And as I'd like to say, Aunt Emma's tea set and, you know, Grandma's old clothes that they didn't want to throw away when she passed away because they felt bad. Now they realize, like, no one's really using this. It's just people don't like to throw things away. But call Brothers Disposal today, 401-688-0517. They'll deliver it right to your home or business or business. Brothers Disposal. Come on, brother. Call Brothers Disposal today, 401-688-0517. All right, folks, you are listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380. It's 99.9 FM. So the president is going to speak this evening. President Biden is going to speak this evening and address the nation. Um, all right. So he he's going to speak out about the that there's been another shooting. And, and I fully get. That people have explained to me. We had John Francis on competition shooting supplies. My gun guy, who is, I, I'm just telling you, there's no one more knowledgeable. The guy is incredible. He is just an encyclopedia of, of knowledge on firearms. I wouldn't shop anywhere else, as a matter of fact. So, um, but the, the AR, it's just, it's, it's a very popular, very, very popular uh, weapon of choice. I also see, so there are these groups going after that a Rhode Island State Trooper is suing under the name of John Doe, and they're saying he needs to reveal his identity, says advocacy groups. I'm going to guess they recognize that he, um, or they learned that he is a, uh, a white individual, and suddenly they're going after it. I, I just have a feeling they wouldn't feel that way. Let me just see if Uprise has any of these speeches. Again, these kids got a chance to walk out of class. Would they have gone? Would the, would this have been a big gathering in Pawtucket if they had said, and we're going to have the rally right immediately following after school? So marching on the street, going to City Hall. Um, I've made clear, I believe it should be brought out that they uh, never, here we go. Why are we here walking in this weather when we could be indoors in our classes where it's safe? We're here because it's not, because we are tired, because we are broken, 
and because we are scared. We're here in response to the failures of our government, how they failed those babies in Texas, and how they failed to protect abortion rights, and how they failed to protect all of our people. What? Instead of addressing the causes what of our problems, joke. they criminalize drug use, making it hard to do safely. They put police in our schools expecting us to feel safer. Do you know what the school resource officer in Uberdal did? Absolutely nothing for almost an hour as those babies were being murdered. We need counselors, not cops. We need testing strips, not handcuffs. And truth, I doubt the people in the positions of power will do much. Meaningful to help us. And that is why we must help ourselves and we must help each other. True power comes from the people. Look around you. All of you, look around and see everyone standing next to you. Please continue to do this. Fight for each other. Pick each other up when you can. And lastly, if anyone needs Narcan or Fentanyl testing trips, make sure to make sure that you are safe. Please come and talk to me. I will get you what you need. No questions asked. I love and I care for you all. Now all I ask is a moment of silence for all the young life lost in this past week. Thank you. All right, I'm going to say it. I mean, if that is not pathetic, if that is not pathetic, testing strips. For fentanyl, high school students. Boy, what a positive message. See, the media, they love, the media, look, the media love this. How, how does anyone take this serious? Abortion rights? He, he doesn't even realize the irony of saying he mentions babies. This is... And, and th- th- this is this ongoing message about abortion and, and, and gun safety. When th- it's not even remotely close. We are tired. We are tired. We are scared. Our schools do not feel safe. We do not feel safe in our homes. We look to the people in power for comfort. And what do we receive? I want to hear the uh, the girl that was saying, why do our lives only matter when it's time to strip the rights of women? I mean, who's writing this stuff? It can't be the students. Not too long ago, people were trying to overturn Roe v. Wade. I'm pretty sure it's still going on. I have one question for our legislators, for the people in power in America and not just Rhode Island. Why do our lives matter? Only when it's time to strip the rights of women. Why do our lives matter when it comes to strip the rights of women? Why are our, li- are, why are our lives less than when it comes to keeping your guns? How many times will we have to die for you to consider guns the problem? How many times do I have to watch my sisters, my brothers die in school because y'all don't want to There have been no shootings in Pawtucket. She doesn't mention the gun violence on the street. And no one is talking about the fact that no one cooperates with police when there is a shooting. Wow. Let's hear, uh, of course, Cynthia Mendez, who's then running for lieutenant governor. Oh, here we go. Folks, this is, she's running with the platform, Matt Brown. Of course, she's going to speak. This is the adult kids. Can y'all hear me okay? Oh, God. Can y'all hear me okay? Yes. I'm incredibly, incredibly proud of each and every one of you. Of course. Um, My name is Cynthia. I'm Senator Mendes um, and have fought alongside many of you on many justice issues. Um, it's always the fighting. I'm both infuriated and brokenhearted um, because these are not new issues. Um, I want to explain to you why I'm angry 
particularly on issues that have to do with our rights. These are why kids um, watch out of class I'm in and the state house, And I can tell you with a lot of certainty exactly what is going on up there. The first month of session that we were in the in session to this, make why is she speaking at the year, student protest? Every single common sense gun piece of gun legislation was held for further study, which means they were not going to do anything about it. And the only reason why the leaders of this... Let me hear this again. Hold on. Let me just hear... That, not, that the only thing that is motivating any of the gun pieces of legislation right now, and I want to speak also to the abortion issue, but the only thing that is motivating them to do anything is people power and pressure, and you have to keep it up. People power this, pressure. This session is over. You know when we get this people stuff? power pressure election day. We don't we need to stop asking them to fight for us. We need to fight for ourselves. We need to show up for politicians that are gonna fight. We need for to cooperate us. with police when there's a shooting. We're not gonna do what's right, and we need to stop begging for crumbs. We're done. We're done. How many of these kids they're not even eighteen, they can't even vote. The same exact thing happened for um, the abortion Here we equality. Go. Abortion care act right now in Rhode Island. Uh, you are a next or if you work for the state of Rhode Island, you're if you choose to have an abortion, if you are a pregnant, a person that can get pregnant, if you choose to have an abortion, it will not be covered. A person, it is a, you mean a woman? No, a person in the state, and they have chosen not to. I sat in the committee hearing full of people who were who said their pro choice, who, who were endorsed by Planned Parenthood. I was in a committee hearing across from Democrats. Don't use that word. Abortion Care Act study. It's Hold it person. Study to kill it. It will not happen. If it's not going to happen now, then when? When? What happened to saving the babies in the classroom? She is beyond they unimpressive. They so when I challenged them with that. And one of the things that I said to them, which probably got me in a lot of trouble, I said, I dare you. And, and, what, and I have the same call to y'all. I dare you all to stand up. I dare you all to stop begging bad politicians to do good things. I dare you all to get involved in elections this year. I dare They're not you even all 18. To the people in power and keep challenging them. You watch. Bill register. We have a chance. Teens to vote. That reflects us. And we need to stop asking them to, to represent us and be the representation. I dare you all to start considering yourselves to run for office. Considering yourselves on, on school committees. Considering yourself in city council. What are you talking about? I dare them to be able to do work at grade level. Oh, my goodness, folks. Well, good afternoon at 158. It is I. It is Juan. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. This portion of our program is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. And tonight, especially, they're going to be rocking with the Celtics game. Celtics game one. Of the NBA Finals. All right, I will be doing Facebook later, but again, the Lodge Pub and Eatery. Right now, if you're listening and you're on 146, you could pop in for lunch. The Lodge Pub and Eatery, and don't forget also, uh, or if you're in the northern part of the state, you can swing by K's. Um, but the Lodge Pub and Eatery. So, folks, listen, we'll see what President Biden is going to say this evening. Uh, coming up, you're going to hear the 2 o'clock news and then the John Dion program. Remember, visit the website, petro.com. But a big night ahead. President Biden is going to speak. And then also, there is a Second Amendment rally this afternoon at the State House from 3 to 7. 3 to 7 at the Rhode Island State House will be a Second Amendment rally. In Rhode Island, the gun laws are enough. They don't need to change anything. Listen, I want you to enjoy this Thursday. We're back on the radio tomorrow at 11. Uh, I'll be doing Facebook Live later. Stand by for the 2 o'clock news.